0: Kate Towers designs and creates colourful feel-good prints, cards and homeware helping bring colour into people's lives. I am so pleased to have Kate on the podcast. We've been trying to arrange this for a while now and I'm delighted that she's joining us because I love her work and everything that she does and I'm a big fan of colour. So hi Kate and thank you for being here. Hello, thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) <laughs> oh you're really welcome, thank you for coming on. So I've obviously given you a little introduction Kate but would you like to introduce yourself and your business and talk a bit more about what it is that you create and sell?
1: Yeah so I'm Kate Towers, the founder of Kate Towers Design. So it's really a colourful business helping people live life in full colour. So I, as you said I design, I create Artwork, prints, cards, homeware, which includes feel-good cushions and gift wrap and a whole host of things. And it really came about after the birth of my second child. I suffered with um, postnatal depression and I really found that the use of colour and feel-good quotes really helped me. So I have always been interested in art from very early on. So, I thought I would start kind of designing, putting some of my ideas down and then it really developed from there. I, although I've been doing this for five years, I haven't really dedicated a lot of time to it. You know, there are life things get in the way, a full-time job, kids, family. So, I took the decision to launch in March this year and dedicate more of my time to my passion so I was working full-time in London and I decided to take voluntary redundancy which was super scary especially in the climate that we're in but it's definitely a now or never moment for me and I think I really saw a change once I'd done that and I could dedicate the maximum amount of time to my business
0: yeah thank you and thank you for all of that background most of which I knew nothing about so thank you so much for sharing that (laughs) and yeah and you can sort of you really get a sense of like how much joy you're creating your products gives you it really comes across when you like look at what you do like the, the joy and the happiness really does come across there so you said you'd never really been that interested in art I'm really interested to know sort of how you learn all of the skills that you have because I look at you and you're sort of doing sort of digital design if that's what it's even called Kate and making cushions and how how did you learn to do all of that?
1: Yeah so so at secondary school I studied art and textiles I then went on to do A levels I then went on to Camberwell Art College but really found it wasn't for me it was kind of a different style of art and it just wasn't what I was looking for and so then I went straight into retail which actually helped me develop my love of cards and gift wrap and I then through my retail career I then joined a charity and I was um, working for them on their retail side and I was there for around 17 years and then I started Designing on the side, and then my role within that charity developed into producing cards and catalogues and design work. And it was something where I really found my passion, and this is what I wanted to do. This side I absolutely loved. So I bought myself an iPad Pro, which was quite a hefty investment, but I've never looked back. It's one of the best things I've bought. I use a tool and a program called Procreate, which allows you to produce digital art I still paint in my free time when I was on when I was with my 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 job that was in London I was furloughed only for about a month and I thought I'm going to take a course um, in sewing just because I'm really interested in it and, you know, I watch people on the telly and I think it's just, you know, such a skill. So I took a local sewing course, which then, you know, I'm not the best sewer, but it really allowed me to develop kind of like the homeware range. And then I started digitally printing fabric and it really started from there. And it's definitely, I think the design inside for me is definitely where my passion lies.
0: Well, yeah I see say so more so than the actual sewing and the creating side.
1: Yeah yeah I mean I do like it but I think when you have sewed the 15th cushion it can be a bit mundane so I think I get all my excitement from kind of like when I designed with colour and you know where I'm, I'm, I'm influenced and things and looking at kind of like creating mood boards before I designer range so yeah I think that's definitely the more interesting side for me. Yeah that makes sense and you were talking about um, digitally printing fabric is that something you actually do yourself? No no so I have a supplier that that I send my digital artwork to and they will print fabric and then I'll make it up into products but I've just started working with a new supplier where I just produce the artwork and they actually make the products so that can be a bit more expensive but you know as long as you've got the quality it it can be amazing and I've just had some samples back which are absolutely fantastic and I just done a local art fair and had some great responses to them so I think sometimes it's a bit of like trial and error and and testing supplies and things like that so I think you have to look at what you can do but also you know if you can outsource it
0: that makes sense and especially as you've said you don't particularly enjoy the sewing and I guess the only way for you to sort of produce more cushions let's say as an example is to outsource it. if it's something you you know you don't want to be sewing 30 cushions a day or whatever it would be I guess yeah. it's outsourcing is the way to do that and how did you go about finding supplies I was wondering this when you were talking about the cards and and wrapping paper and things like that did you have some contacts and when you were working in the charity doing something similar or have you had to go and find all of these supplies yourself
1: Yeah so I I did have some contacts but as we used to print like thousands of cards every print run obviously I'm not doing that I'm starting a lot smaller so I did actually look a lot more local so I think it's really looking at what's in the local area and maybe trying to work with some of the businesses especially if you're going to be a repeat customer you can get some really good deals. I also... I just I kind of like I just use Google on a lot of them for printing fabric for instance and then what I've done is just done a comparison with a few sites to see what maybe would be the best order some samples looking at the quality so yeah I really think it's it's kind of just seeing what's on the market there's so many things out there now I think that you know these wonderful suppliers that can produce you know prints and cards and you know, I've seen wallpapers and gosh, I would love to do that, but I need to just do one thing at a time. Yeah. But then, yeah, there's lots of great companies out there and I would definitely recommend looking locally as well because sometimes you get the better discounts.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And I love how non-phased you seem about it as well because I know that finding suppliers can be something that people can get, you know, quite concerned about and it seems like a massive thing. I love the way you're saying this, you know, it sounds like you just went and did it, which is, I think, fantastic because it can be a bit daunting to you know to go out and find somebody to sort of create what it is that you have in your head so I think it's amazing that you just went and did that
1: yeah and I would say with the kind of the greeting cards so some suppliers will do a number of products so then I I wasn't necessarily going to print wrapping paper and I saw that they they did offer this service so and with this particular supplier you could order proofs and and um, you know samples and things so I could see what the quality would possibly be like and then they would they also offer like a first batch of your cards for free so you can actually see the quality in print which is fantastic so it's just kind of like communicating with them and asking them you know this this is what I have what could be the best route for me and then when I got the gift wrap oh my gosh I fell in love I was just super excited. So, yeah, sometimes I think things lead into other things as well. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. And I think I really
0: like what you said about getting samples as well, because I agree that's so important to sort of, not just to sort of take someone's word for it, or, you know, it might look like what you're after, but there's nothing that compares to actually having it in your hands and being able to feel it and, you know, see that it really really is what you were looking for.
1: Yeah, completely.
0: So how did how did you go from doing this for i guess for for fun and designing thing you know things just for for yourself to actually deciding it was going to become a business when did that happen and how did that come about
1: yeah i mean i've always wanted to start business and maybe and, and putting my name to it which i found really scary because you know you are putting yourself out there to be judged to be liked and everyone obviously wants to be liked and wants their product and you love your product but you don't know what reaction it may get or even if it's you know you could do all the research in the world but until you launch something you're never going to know and for me I kind of I just thought I'd go for it. And I just I didn't want to necessarily invest in an online shop straight away because obviously you do have the monthly charges for that. So I thought I would I need to really build my following. And how am I going to do that? Because the market at the moment is hugely saturated with lots of fabulous, small, creative businesses, especially since lockdown. And I've just found that it's, it is really hard to promote yourself and to advertise yourself and to get seen so I really thought I need to start working on my social media I'm not to be honest a lover of Facebook although I do use it but I absolutely love Instagram but I think it really lends itself to my products because it's obviously very visual so I was looking at ways of how I can maybe you know get myself out there more you could say through Instagram and from that I started to develop I wanted a way to sell my products and you can't you can't obviously sell on Instagram unless you've got an online shop because you have to link it but the next best thing was for me to launch an Etsy shop Etsy, you can put your link in your bio so it'll send you through to your Etsy shop so I set up Etsy which is very straightforward to do you just have to kind of make sure that you use the correct descriptive words so if you think how someone will find your product so you know in a lot of my titles it's colorful or rainbows or something yeah so then I just really thought go for it you haven't got a lot to lose on Etsy it's no up huge upfront cost so and it's basically a shop window to your product so I set that up yeah and then just started trading from there really I mean my first my first sale was actually to a family member to my uncle which was actually really lovely but more followed from that which is is wonderful and I think then kind of just trying to find a good routine of advertising myself whilst you know continuing to sell continuing to update Etsy because it is a lot of work you do have to you know be a photographer you have to be a designer a creative you know you have to write content so it, it's kind of like a lot of hats to wear but you know comes part and parcel when you're running your own business
0: yeah absolutely and if I I think your Instagram is fantastic by the way I think it's really good it's really it's what I like it's really bright and colorful and your stuff's beautiful <laughs> so it looks really good and so when you're talking about advertising your business am I right in thinking that you don't do any paid advertising as such but you're sort of just promoting what you do on Instagram or are you doing any paid advertising alongside that
1: yeah so i when I launched my business, I had, it was around five, that, um, 500, 5,000, I wish, 500 followers. I don't have a massive following at all. I really don't. And I'm trying to grow it. And I'm finding it the hardest thing to do in Instagram. And, you know, I, I am making connections and, you know, I'm talking to people. But you it's so hard to get seen. So I did actually, I paid for a few Instagram adverts now they're very low cost and you can set your target audience so my target audience would be people in like like like-minded people so people that maybe like color or have kind of small businesses so and I really found these really beneficial and I would you know gain quite a few followers just because I'm being advertised to you know this new yeah these, this, this, these new people and I don't think I would have reached them without without doing doing the adverts I'd only do it like I don't know I think I've done two a month or something like that for over three days and only spent you know I think it's like six dollars or something a time but I really did find it a good way to reach and those people have actually become customers so I would say you know don't spend a lot of money into it but really do look at it if it's something how you how you're growing your business what what is out there you know and I continue to try and advertise my Instagram um, and it is sometimes word of mouth you know you have people that obviously advertise you and you meet small creatives and and that can you know you and run competitions and things which is fantastic and Although I absolutely agree it's not about the followers and how many followers you have but you do want to reach a mass market so you do have to try these fields of advertising or competitions or so I although a lot of people say about advertising you know is a bit of waste of money I will say that I found it really beneficial. That's really good to hear. Thank you. When you were
0: talking about how hard it is to grow on Instagram, I was nodding along because I find exactly the same. I've never done any advertising and hadn't even considered it. So it's really nice to hear from someone who's done it and that it's worked for you. And I can totally see that for if you're selling products, particularly ones that look beautiful, that it, it could I can see, definitely see that it could work. It sounds though that you really have to know who you're targeting. That's probably the key to getting it right.
1: Yeah so what it asks you actually when you want to run an ad it asks you do you want to who do you want to target so like the mass market or like minded people or there is another option which i can't quite remember and i always put kind of like minded people because then i think you know i don't want followers for the sake of followers i want to target the right people who you know have affiliation with what i'm doing so yeah there are options of how you and what do you want from it do you want more website clicks? Do you want more profile visits? And for me, it's always about profile visits, not about making the sales, it's making the connections. And to kind of like communicate that across to a potential customer, you know, they might not be a customer at the point of following you. But it's a really good place to start. Yeah,
0: definitely. And speaking of customers, can, can you see anywhere, because I don't really know how the Etsy analytics work, can you see where you're getting customers from? So whether they're coming over from Instagram or whether they're finding you on Etsy, can you see
1: yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, it gives you a lot of reports. So yeah, I I pull, I pull them on a monthly basis just so I can be a bit more aware. And the majority of them are through Instagram and then through Etsy and then through Facebook. So, and I don't advertise through Etsy, but yeah, and I've had, actually, I've spoken to quite a few customers that have said, oh, I found you on Instagram. Oh, and then I bought this on Etsy, which is wonderful. Although hopefully very soon I will be launching a website. Now it is a bit of a bigger commitment. It's not a lot of money a month, but it depends, you know, on, I guess, what you think your traffic may be. But I just feel like it's definitely worth investigating that and trying it. And, and it will give people, obviously, an additional avenue to buy your product. But it will also open it up on Instagram because then you can actually link products, link the account as what you can't do for Etsy. So some people that may not have an Etsy account or think, you know, they don't want to do guest checkout. It might be a better option doing it this way. So it's going to be really interesting to see um you know if they're if they're both kind of advertised through Instagram where the traffic is coming from
0: yeah that is interesting because if it sounds like people are probably going to your Instagram profile now and then clicking just clicking on the link which takes them to Etsy so yeah I definitely think that a website trying a website sounds sensible because hopefully those same people will just come and click on the link and go to your site so yeah, yeah I think that I, I definitely think it's worth looking into I think it would be different if most of your sales were coming from Etsy, you know, from the Etsy search. But it sounds yeah. like your plans, of you you spoke about how at the start you decided the first thing you were going to do was build your Instagram following. And it sounds like that really has paid off.
1: Yeah, I really think, especially if you're just going to go straight ahead with an Etsy account, you know, as I said, it's so saturated, every avenue is. I mean, you know, whether it's not on the high street, Whether it's Etsy, eBay, Amazon, you know, it is really hard to be found unless you're paying for ads and, you know, I don't have massive budgets. Um, So I thought a free way of advertising is obviously social media. And although that's a saturated market, I did start to look at kind of how you can create that following. So, you know, maybe similar companies looking at them and then looking at who their followers are. And then, and then trying to, in, in in some way, kind of enticing those people onto your page or even like through collaborations. I've just done a really great collaboration. It was like 17 days of giveaways with The Colour which is a, a fabulously colourful account. And yeah, I, I, I took part in that. And it was a wonderful way to support small businesses, but also to meet people and to gain kind of maybe new followers and you know just doing things a little outside the box I guess or trying to.
0: Yeah that's really good advice thank you. So when did you start your Instagram and when did you set up your Etsy store I'm just I'm just interested if you don't mind me asking.
1: Yeah so as I said I've, 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 I have I've started kind of this road about five years ago and I've always um, had an like a keen interest in Etsy I think it's a fantastic tool and I kind of I did start a company called Ohay, Hey previous to Kate Towers Designs which was also based around colour but I, I just couldn't I just didn't put the time into it I'd say and I had an Etsy store and you know sales were kind of yeah, here and there and then it wasn't till probably the end of last year, I thought, you know what, I'm really going to put my stamp it. I'm going to change the name, I'm going to rebrand, I'm going to do it, I'm just going to go for it, and I'm going to put all my efforts in, and yeah, and I definitely think it's really paying off, you know, I've got, I've had some wonderful sales, I've had some great feedback, great customers, you know, I have, a, you know, plans for the future for, for Kate Taylor's design, but I really... i I think etsy is a really good platform to start because because there is a window to you know your customers have a window to you and i think if you just launch a website you know it's very very unless people know about you you're not going to get the amount of traffic that possibly you would in etsy so it's good to start kind of somewhere that has you know some advertising to it and that might be easier for your potential customers to find you and then once you have them you can bring them along on the journey and then maybe set up a website
0: yeah that that really makes sense thank you and did you feel so when you changed to Kate Towers design did anything did it feel different having your name to the products
1: yeah completely yeah and it was really scary because I love what I do but I don't often show my face and things like that only because I don't know it it feels I think because it's so personal to me the things I make and it's for experiences and it's really hard some maybe sometimes to tell your story or to you know to show your face in that so putting my name behind my brand was a bit like if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and so I did and it was a bit like no turning back because you can't hide behind it because it's your name and I definitely think it empowered me and my business a little bit more
0: well that's really interesting thank you and that was the end of last year wasn't it that you rebranded yeah because I do remember the rebrand and was that when your Etsy store your new Etsy store went live or was that a bit later
1: yeah yeah no it did it went live then and yeah, it's just—I mean, it's grown and it's—it's it's wonderful. And you know, it's—it's it's not all sunshine and rainbows. There's, there was—you know—might be weeks where I'm inundated with sales, and then there could go weeks that you don't get any. And it is, you know, it is quite difficult. I think with that of a small business t- to be a bit like defeatist or be a bit flat. Mm. But you just—I can I think you just kind of have to keep going and you know if is quiet and that's not working so how can look at other ways like how can you boost that okay so I could do something through my social media to then get my followers to move to Etsy you know so yeah it was around the same time with the rebrand yeah
0: thank you and how does it work in terms of so sort of having busy weeks and quiet weeks how does that work logistically so do you have stock sort of when I say sat there, you know what I mean? Do you have stock that's ready to be sent to customers or if somebody orders something, do you have to then sort of do a print run? How How does that work? Because I'm guessing that that must be quite hard to manage if you have busy weeks followed by quieter ones.
1: Yeah, so I, I love to get my orders out within like two days and I try my best to do that. I'm a big stickler for delivery timings. So I'll have an amount of product made so cushions for instance I'll make up like you know a batch of cushions and then prints I print a lot myself in my prints and cards are because I've obviously got them from suppliers I've got them in batches they're very small batches but obviously in Etsy I only put the quantities in that I have so I can't sell something obviously if I don't have it with cushions and things you can make them and I can make them overnight I'll just have a really late night one night and you know and do it then I'll get up super early and and do things and you do make it work and sometimes it can be overwhelming but it's what you want to do and if you've made the choice that you want to do that you do find a way to definitely make that work yeah thank you
0: and before we because there's lots of other things I want to touch on but before we do I just wondered if you had any other sort of advice specific to selling on Etsy or anything you want people to be aware of or things you think that are worth doing at the start perhaps
1: yeah I definitely think you need to pay attention obviously to descriptive words so people find your products which will be in the main title so like I said, think of everything or ask family and friends, you know, if you wanted to find this card, for instance, you know, a card, maybe if you wanted a rainbow card, what would you put into the type, you know, your, your search engine. So you'd put things like I you know, greeting cards, rainbow greeting cards, you know, so you have to think along the lines of how will people find you. And then I definitely think one of the massive things is photos so the photos are your products you've got to have really good photos and I've struggled with this because I think some products don't lend themselves to you know fantastic photos such as um, images and prints in frames because you get the reflection and it's they're so hard to photograph and you know I have had people say oh it's much better in real life and I think like you know and because I'm I, I don't pay a photographer I bought myself a light box which you can buy for you know 20 pounds on eBay which is actually really good I would that's one of my tips I would definitely invest in a light box and to photograph your products but yeah I would say be very careful of your images and make sure they're a very high quality very clean you know not not many filters on it because you want to make sure that you know you're advertising the product that the customers going to receive so yeah I would say really focus on those two
0: that's really useful thank you because I yeah I I don't really sell on Etsy we we have had Etsy sellers on here before but it's really useful I think to to get everyone's advice on how to do it successfully because I believe like like you say with all marketplaces now it's really saturated and if you're just getting started now it's just getting harder and harder is my understanding anyway
1: yeah and I also think sorry reviews are great I mean not everyone leaves reviews but if you can kind of maybe nudge your customers into leaving a review I know I personally when I shop on Etsy I look at reviews and now reviews can even include pictures and I had a wonderful customer that sent her cushion was on her outdoor garden seat and it just looked fantastic and I thought that's kind of that's great advertising so yeah
0: That's fantastic. And do you do anything to get those reviews? Is there anything that you can do on Etsy to encourage reviews?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're able to leave a review after, I think it's like a few weeks after purchase. And, you know, you do have a direct contact to these customers via email. I mean, you don't know their email number, email address, but you can send them. Um, some communication and I don't think it hurts to say you know you know I won't mind you you could leave me a review or offer a 10% discount code you know it's just it really I think it really does help customers make a decision on buying a product from your business I
0: agree and I think whatever marketplace you sell on reviews are really important but they are really hard to get and it's really good to know that on Etsy you have the ability to contact a customer and ask for one because I think I know that if someone emails me and asks me to leave me a review I always do and I try and leave a review for everything I buy but let's face it sometimes things can off pass you by especially when marketplaces have rules about how long you have to leave it before you can review your products and things like that so yeah I think sending an email just saying please can you leave one is really good and yeah I really like the fact you can have pictures as well I actually saw that when I looked on your Etsy some of the images (laughs) it looks great it looks nice to see how people use things in their homes as well as a customer gives you some ideas of what you could do as well which I think is really nice
1: yeah because I also think in Instagram it's very much about real life as well although you can take a wonderful product picture or showing it in your home or showing it in a customer's home you know it really does give people inspiration so if you can get that it's fabulous but you could also put maybe on your social media you know if you have bought from me please leave me a review sometimes people just need a reminder um, absolutely I think we're all busy aren't we and we just yeah. sometimes
0: need prompting to do things and speaking of ideas, Kate, where do you get inspiration for your products? Because they're all really bright and beautiful and I love the hearts and the rainbows. Where where
1: does it come from? I think a fa- having a five-year-old girl probably helps. Who's <laughs> <laughs> very colourful. I think it comes from it just comes from kind of like, you know, nature, words and quotes that I may see or hear, patterns. It literally could be anything I mean the other day I was walking down the street and there was a lady standing next to a post box so it was a bright red post box and she had like this gorgeous magenta skirt on and I looked at the colours together and I thought god that's that that colour match is fantastic I must use that somewhere and I did I designed um a card with similar colours in it so it's kind of it really does come from anywhere I think if I look back who inspires me other than kind of some of my fellow creatives on Instagram I would say I love designers guild I've always been absolutely assessed with their textures and their fabrics and their, their use of color and pattern and then I look at people like Emily Coxhead who is fabulous with words and quotes so it really does come from anywhere and I think because it because I am so inspired by color you can see it in every day you know yeah. it's like like i said i can walk down the street i can walk past my riv- the local river and you know i'll see some dragonflies and i'll think oh gosh that would be really good so it really can come from anywhere
0: thank you and i know it might be a really hard question so i hope it might be asking it but i'm not i don't consider myself creative so i love hearing where people get their inspiration from i just find it genuinely <laughs> really interesting <laughs> So we've just got a few questions before we finish up, Kate. The first thing I, what I thought we'd touch on, if you don't mind, is obviously you mentioned that you've got a family. I mean, I know you've got a young family because I also have a five-year-old girl. How, and we, we spoke as well before we started causing about the fact that you also have a, like a, have a day job as well. So how are you, how are you managing to sort of, I don't want to say juggle because juggle might not be the right word, but how are you managing everything? because it sounds like a lot
1: yeah it's not easy you know you want it all you want a business you want a family you want to balance that you know you have to sometimes have a job as well because you know especially when you start off you know you have to obviously build up the income so you know many of us need to continue working and that may be full time so it is extremely difficult but I look at kind of opportunities where I can maybe even just you know be inspired so I'll take my kids out and I'll you know and like I said when I'm out I'll see something in nature that inspires me I'll do some drawing with my little one and then I'll be like drawing a rainbow while I'm doing that so it's a bit of an idea of a design you know I always put notes in my phone Wherever I am, whether I was on the train going to work or whether I was, you know, sitting on a bench outside a park, kind of just little some side notes to myself or some quotes that popped into my head or a good idea for a range. But, yeah, really fitting it in. You do have to fit it in around the family. So sometimes I work, you know, in the evening. Sometimes I get up. I, I in fact, prefer getting up a bit earlier. I'm not great in the evenings, get very tired so yeah so getting up an hour early before the kids and just doing some doodling i'll do some doodling in bed you know it's, it's really working out where you can get time for it my husband is super supportive and i'm very lucky to have someone that will take the kids for a couple of hours whilst i sew a few cushions so i think it's it's about trying to balance it and it's not easy and you know you do have to make some sacrifices, I will say, you know, there's been times where I've been at work, and I've come home and had to work, and I feel very guilty that I haven't seen like my kids that night, Um, but it is about balance, and that's not an everyday situation, so you just need to make sure there is that healthy balance between everything that you're doing, because you don't want to work yourself, you know, it's meant to be fun, it's meant to be fun. You want to do it because it's your passion. So there would be nothing worse than thinking it's like a chore. So trying to find, find the time where, where you can, really.
0: Yeah. I, and I don't want to put words into your mouth, but it does sound like one thing that I've sort of got from this whole conversation we've had is that because you really enjoy it, it's kind of just what you do. So, if you see what I mean, I, I'm yeah, kind of completely. getting the impression that yeah, you're getting inspiration all the time, and you're sort of doodling when you can, and that sounds sort of nice. That it kind of it's just something that's something that you do rather than being a chore. That's yeah, i mean, the impression
1: that's honestly, I get. I honestly think I couldn't not do this now. You know, it's 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 too much of a passion. It's probably more of a passion. I think, I don't know, I'm, I've always been someone that juggles a lot, like I could, yeah, do a million things, feed the kids, put the washing on, like I'm, you know, I can do quite a lot of things at once and, you know, it's something that I enjoy and it, although I can feel pressured at times that I have a million things, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel um, like I shouldn't be doing it or that it's too much because if I didn't have it in my life, I think there would be a really big hole on And I do think, you know, I am a wife, I am a mum, I have a family, but I this is for it is for all of them, but it's very much for me. And having something that I'm so passionate about, and I think it's so important, even if it's hobbies and it's not businesses of people, having something that's just for you, I think is just so important. And because it's creative, it's definitely like an outlet for me. Um you know, especially if your job is mundane, or it's not as exciting. It's fantastic that I've got this colourful world that I can, you know, move into.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's amazing that you've got something that you're passionate about, that you can also build a business around as well. And as you say, you could, you could have obviously kept it as a hobby, you didn't have to turn it into a business. But I think the fact that you're passionate about your business probably really does help when you have to get up early and sew cushions or whatever it is. Because yeah, it has really come across when I've spoken to you, just how much you love it.
1: Yeah, and I definitely have drive. Like I want it to be a business. I want it to be my life. I want to do this. So, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that if I don't get on with it. So I do put all my energies into it. And yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it
0: yeah as I say you can really you can really tell so thank you I've got one final question before we finish Kate if you don't mind it's a question I ask everybody which is what is your number one piece of advice to anyone else wanting to go down a similar path
1: although I would like to say go for it I would very much like to say because it's all about you know my business of and where it started of you know mindfulness and kind of making people feel good and comforted and I would say that you know you can't do all the things all of the time so and by that I mean you know you really need to do step back in your business and see what the business needs are because it's tough doing it all you know be selective when creating if anyone's like me I'll have a a zillion ideas that I want to do all of them so you have to kind of write these down put them to the side really look at what's going to grow and develop your business even though it might be something that looks really fun to do Um, and also breathe you know this is meant to be fun you're meant to want to do this It, it should be your passion and I really yeah so I just think knowing that you know you have to do all these things but sometimes it's not physically possible so there are things that if you can get outsourced or if you can put things to the side and you know you you are a person you're not you know a machine but I think so I think that's really important to remember because you can put a lot of pressure on yourself to get things right to get things done to deadline so yeah just you can't do all the things all of the time. That's really nice
0: advice, thank you. And that's something that I think I need to hear as well. Because yeah, (laughs) I think I'm sure a lot of us are guilty of sort of putting pressure on ourselves when it's not coming from anywhere else.
1: Yeah. 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 Being quite hard
0: on ourselves. So thank you. That's fantastic advice. And thank you for everything you've shared. So I will link in the show notes this episode to your Etsy store and your Instagram and possibly your website that might be live before before this episode and I will definitely share that whenever whenever it's there (laughs) so just thank you Kate thank you so much for all that you shared with us
1: oh thank you so much I love listening to your podcast so it's nice to be on one of them yeah and I look forward to hearing it (laughs)
0: oh so nice you to say thank you Hi, thank you so much for listening. As always, I would absolutely love to know what you thought of this episode. Please do remember to rate and view the show and also, most importantly, subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And as a reminder, I release a new episode every single Friday. So take care and look forward to speaking to you again then.